When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Bold, reverent, and occasionally random. The Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast starts now. There's a program or a a contest that they hold um, at the Katmai National Park and Preserve in Alaska for fat the fattest bear. Have yeah. you seen this? I love this. I love fat. It's Fat Bear Week, I think. Fat now Bear Week. Do. Yes. That's right. Fat Bear Week. They say that they have found their fat bear <laughs> and that the fat bear is, quote, a queen that's thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. <laughs> so this is, they do this because the bears, as you all know, um, they fatten up for the winter and they go into hibernation. So they have these these grizzly bears that get to their absolute i mean as a, as a as a human this would be kind of fun right think about this imagine if your job clay was to just get truly as fat as possible knowing that you're then going to get to take a nap for like four months or whatever it is wake up and be skinny like you got a six-pack when you wake up but your job is to get as fat as possible and they they found this uh this one mom they said uh thicker than a, a bowl of oatmeal <laughs> Which I just think is a funny way to put it, um, and uh, and yeah, I'm trying to find out what the actual I, weight of the fattest bear for Fat Bear Week is. I'm I'm worried about becoming a fat bear myself as we go into the winter, and I bet there's a lot of people out there thinking about this too. I'm already so I'm going to Florida to, uh, later tonight because it's fall break, and uh, I told you about this right when I went to the uh, the water park with the boys. 
Um, and uh, and I'm like, it's not a good combo to be somewhat famous. I would say I'm maybe more infamous than famous and fat uh, and at a water park. So like my goal for the <laughs> my goal for the coming season of water parkdom, which will start in the south, probably with, at least with my boys, like April or May. I got to I got to take some LBs off. So I have some sympathy for the fat bear uh, getting ready for fat bear week. I imagine there's a lot of people out there who have sympathies as I well. Mean, sometimes I kind of feel like the fat bear, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, you know, we, we, we've all been there, right? But it's, it's a bit of a, a bit of a celebration of bears who are just kind of living. They're living their best lives, eating a lot of salmon, very high in omega threes, you know, does the salmon does sound really good. You know, the, the, the challenge where I am in Tennessee, you know, there's bear spreading everywhere. Buck, there's so much food now that bears, a lot of them don't hibernate anymore. Like they did, did you know this? This has become an no. issue. They they end up with diabetes. I, th- I I swear I think I'm correct on this. Like in the Gatlinburg area, Smoky Mountains, there's so much extra food there now. Dumpsters, everything else. The reason they hibernated was it used to be hard for a bear to find enough to eat, so they would go sleep and hibernate. Now they can find food year round, but they're eating so much that not only are they becoming fat, but they're getting like way more fat in their diet. And I think we're actually giving bears diabetes. I swear I'm not making this up. I think this is actually occurring all over the Smoky Mountains now. Bears can get diabetes. I, th- I think I- I'm going to put our crack research team on it. I don't want to misinform everyone, uh, but I believe that bears can get diabetes. I think I- I that happens. Like, I-, I feel like there could be some fat bear shaming going on right now. You Fattest know? Like bear. We- 1,400 pounds, Buck, our crack research staff. I think that bear may have diabetes. I'm just tossing it out there. I mean, I think that bear just has a Netflix subscription and <laughs> knows how to get to the freezer easily. Sundays with Clay and Buck. The uh, latest moments with uh, with john fetterman and you know as i'm sitting here clay can see not all of you can see i am wearing a somewhat baggy hoodie so perhaps the fetterman effect now is also a fashion well you're also becoming an old man it's what is it like 85 degrees in miami and you're sitting around in hoodies and long pants like you're gonna be wearing gloves soon mittens uh when it's like uh, a little bit uh, nippy in uh, in south florida i will have you know that sometimes the air conditioning blows very strongly <laughs> down here in south florida what so, is the look, temperature like? Eighty five there today, like every oh, yeah, day. Out outside, yeah, outside yeah. You'd, you'd be sweating just just standing in place. You'd be sweating in the shade, but you know, in the studio, I, I keep it I keep it very cold. So and uh, and that means that I can rock the Fetterman sweatshirt, which is now a thing. I wonder if you could try to get into. Oh no, we we saw the restaurants would not allow you to dress like Fetterman. Oh yeah, it was, was a great say, New York Post uh, uh, headline article. I was going to say, at what point does the Fetterman sweatshirt become? enough of an icon, enough of a thing that you can say, I know it's jacket and tie required here, but I decided to rock the Fetterman. Um, I don't know if that's ever going to be a thing. You know, like interesting throughout history, there have been some random uh, uh, like people think of the Trilby hat. You know what a Trilby hat is? Clay? I have no Come idea what a Trilby hat is. Trilby hat is it looks a little bit like a fedora and it is named for uh, there was a, a novel by Maurice du Maurier. Uh, called Trilby. It's where we get the term Svengali, actually. Svengali is someone who can control someone's mind. Trilby is the woman who's a singer who Svengali is able to turn into this great uh, musical prodigy through his mind control. But she wore this hat in a stage play of the novel, and it became known as the Trilby hat, which was then 
for a long time in the 20th century, very fashionable, kind of like a fedora. So for I'm just women saying, or for men? Uh, I think uh, definitely for women. I think maybe uh, Ali check on this for me. I think maybe men wear the trilby hat as well, but named for that. I've, well, I don't know that, that I've ever heard of the phrase trilby hat before. So it, it's a it thing. became it crossed. No, no, it, it crossed over into the males potentially from the women, which probably doesn't happen that often. Unless you're a Democrat. Uh, oh, no, it's by the way, it's actually this is crazy, folks. It's having a moment right now. It's trendy right now. I'm telling you, the Trilby hat is there is a trend. There are hipsters. What's the hipster part of Nashville, Clay? Is it Eastern Eastern East Nashville? Na East Nashville yeah. is the hipster part. There of are there are sure. dudes with very specific facial hair and lots of forearm tattoos walking around East Nashville with Trilby hats on. I'm telling you. And it comes from this. Uh, this novel from the late 19th century that was turned into a stage play. So, you know, you never know. So Fetterman sweatshirt. Look, he didn't invent the sweatshirt, but the Fetterman, uh, the Fetterman look with the baggy shorts and the sweatshirt, it could become a thing. I don't know if he's going to become a fashion icon. He is, however, making the rounds on late night TV. Um, and, and here he is. We'll start with this clip. What, what, which show was this on team? This was uh, Colbert, Colbert, late show with Colbert. I, Man, I have not actually watched the Colbert show except for clips to make fun of it. I don't know ever, really. Have you? I know uh, is the answer. But the last time I remember seeing, we had a lot of clips of Colbert. Remember when he was doing that stupid vaccine dance? I mean, he just went so far. And we had Rand Paul on earlier this week, and Rand Paul was making the point. Colbert basically cheered on him when he got attacked by the random guy. And then when they got the what they thought was anthrax sent to their house, uh, he's uh, Rand Paul with us this week was talking about how Colbert's kind of completely lost his way and he does the show Buck used to live like a stone's throw from where they would do the late show with Colbert I loved Letterman back I mean, in the day but I've never watched Colbert I'll, I'll tell you I because I don't live there anymore so I'm not worried about anyone you know staking out my home I lived on that block yeah I lived on the block where the Colbert show is taped and so I used to see them and this was uh, this was always the reminder they had this whole audience coordination team and they were all masked up. And I mean, masked up like so late into the pandemic. I mean, when everybody yeah, yeah, else had sure. basically like got rid of masks, you remember we're yeah. still doing masks this past fall. Uh, it was, it was so trendy for them uh, to, to be masked up and they were making sure that people were standing separated outside for a while, you know, making sure that they were social distancing outdoors with their masks on. Anyway, um, here is Fetterman talking about what it's like in D.C. these days on The Colbert Show. Play 21. You all should need to know that America is not sending their best and brightest, you know, to Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like, sometimes, sometimes you literally just can't believe, like, you know, these people are making the decisions that are, you know, determining the, the government here. It's, it's, it's actually scary, too. And, you know, before the, the government almost shut down, I mean, it came down to a couple hours. Out of 99 of us, if one single one of us would have said no, the whole government would have shut down. And that's how dangerous that is to put that kind of power in one's hands because you have some very less gifted kinds of people there that are willing to, <laughs> to, to shut down the government just to score points on Fox. Now, now, Clay, I think it's interesting, his point about, you know, it's a laugh line for Fetterman to be saying that we're not sending our best to D.C., when the reality is you look at someone like John Fetterman and it, it is shocking the kinds of people. Now, I know it wasn't uh, like Jesse Ventura, the He's governor, governor of, of Minnesota, of yeah. Minnesota. I mean, you know, we, we've had some very non-traditional politicians, to be sure. But Fetterman 
is uh, in really a class, I think, a class by himself. And for him to be suggesting here, for him to be like making jokes about how we're not sending our best to D.C. Uh, over over the government shutdown situation. I mean, John Fetterman is, I take it as proof positive that the Democrats believe if they have the right kind of system, they can get anyone elected, anyone elected to office. It doesn't matter who they are. Yeah. And look, I mean, the the, the wild thing about Fetterman, as we said, is that he won by almost five points. There's a poll, by the way, out that's somewhat reliable that has Trump up nine in Pennsylvania, which uh, is the most that Trump's ever been up in any of those states. But when I look at Fetterman and, and I see those arguments that he's making about we're not sending our best and brightest, remember, Fetterman never had a job where he could take care of his family. He just got paid by uh, his own family, which is wealthy. This guy in addition to dressing like, as we've talked about, a blue-collar guy and trying to pretend that he is, you know, uh, the equivalent of a mechanic or somebody who's having to go about uh, as a delivery person on a day-to-day basis, and that's why he wears shorts and the hoodie, because some people would wear that because it's more comfortable in a job like that. This guy got taken care of by his parents well into his 40s, Buck. So the idea that Fetterman somehow represents the best and brightest of Pennsylvania, I mean, he didn't ever have a job that wasn't taxpayer-funded at any point in time where he could have taken care of his family. And so this guy, the the entire illusion of Fetterman, you can have a lot of questions about people on a political basis, but to me, if you're a dad uh, and you are healthy, and he was prior to the uh, stroke, and you can't take care of your family, I don't want you to be trying to make decisions on behalf of the country. You couldn't even provide for your own family. Maybe I was just naive when I was younger, but I, I did... There were these there were these thoughts that we would have, like, you know, res- we would talk about things like respect for the office and public service. And all of this now feels like a punchline, you know, as as he's there and he's saying America is not sending their best and brightest to D.C. And he's you know, the lack of self-awareness is is truly yes. monu- monumental. Because right. Who could be a better example of this than John Fetterman himself? But beyond that, um. You know, you, you and I have talked about this, Clay, many times. It feels like for so many people, you know, D.C. has become a route to notoriety and wealth. Um, the notion of it as public service has faded away. You have a lot of members of Congress who somehow become very wealthy over their political careers without ever really going into the private sector. Maybe they have a husband who trades or, you know, a wife who trades in the stock market. Very yeah, effectively. You, sh- you shouldn't be. That's one where it, that should be cross part. You shouldn't be able to buy and sell individual stocks if you are getting briefings behind the scenes like all those guys did who sold all their stocks when they saw what COVID was going to be. Like, that shouldn't be possible, in my yeah, opinion. I, I, I totally agree. And so... You know, you you see this happening, but I think also there's the sense that if you have, um, for a lot of people, if you have a sort of happy and well put together life, you have no interest really in putting yourself through the like the meat grinder of D.C. politics and all the attacks and all the, you know, the I think especially from the right. I mean, on the left, because you're always going to get cover from 90 percent of the media, it's much less. Let me look at John Fetterman. John Fetterman went from, well, here, you know what? Here he is talking about how every word he missed, play clip 22. How does it feel to have your private health become public news? Uh, It's that's you signed up for that gig and that's that's part of it. And now, you know, the 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 better I get, the sad 
you know, Fox News becomes because they, <laughs> they, they love every, every every word I miss was like candy for Fox News. Every word I miss is like candy for Fox News. I mean, he, he can sort of do what he's doing here, which is suggest the problem is people at Fox News who recognize that he's not up for this. Yeah, right? that's 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 one part of it. Or or Clay, the alternative is maybe if you're having an extreme health issue that affects your actual cognition, meaning your ability to understand what's going on around you and your judgment, and everything else, you shouldn't be a United States senator. Yeah, the job of a senator is to communicate. At its most basic level, the job of a senator is to communicate and advocate for your constituents and fight for the causes that they care about the most. That's the entire job. So I've never bought into the idea. Nobody, no athlete out there, Buck, could go on Colbert and sit down for an interview. And, and you know, if Aaron Rodgers is sitting down there and uh, and he said, yeah, people have been really mean. I tore my Achilles tendon and they keep talking about my torn Achilles tendon when they talk about the fact that I can't play quarterback right now. Yeah, of course. Your ability to do the job if you're an athlete is reliant upon your body being in prime condition. Well, your ability to be a politician is reliant upon your brain functioning well enough for you to communicate and advocate on behalf of your clients and who are effectively your constituents. They can't do that. He can't do it. And so being angry at someone for pointing out your physical failures is not the media's fault. That's actually the job of the media. In fact, the people we should be angry at are all the left-wingers, Buck, who argued that John Fetterman was healthy enough to do the job and said that if you question that, you shouldn't be able to ask those questions, which is what they argued about people like me and you in September and October as we got ready for that big election in Pennsylvania, which unfortunately John Fetterman won. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four picks. More player action on Prize Picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize Picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free Prize Picks app and open your account. Use my name Clay for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. 
With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Sunday Sizzle with Clay and Buck. I saw this story and I couldn't believe it was real. California is reportedly going to now have a new version of the Amber Alert. The Amber Alert, certainly for everybody out there, is when there's a missing child, your phones go off, it lets you know, hey, this child's missing, maybe you can do something to help figure out where that child is to help get them back to their parents or their guardians. They now are going to have a new version of the Amber Alert. And it is called an ebony alert, but it will only be for black people who are missing. Already, black people were included in the Amber Alert, which had to do with everyone. And I believe Buck is named after a young child, Amber, uh, not the color. (laughs) Although maybe this is the idea behind the ebony alert. Um, I can't believe this is real. They were already included if there's a missing black child. Now there will be black child-specific alerts in California called the Ebony Alert. Did you think this was real when you saw this report, Buck? I I couldn't really believe it, to be honest with you. There was a part of me that just thought this has got to be... It, it read like a headline that you would see from the Babylon Bee, quite yes. honestly. You know, that, that there's just no way that they would actually do this. Gavin Newsom signed Senate Bill 673 into law. Um, which makes California the first state to create an alert notification system similar to an Amber Alert to address the crisis, this is NBC News, of missing black children and young women. The Ebony Alert will be used for missing black people aged 12 to 25. I I don't really get what, like, think about this for a second. So you, you would have already had the Amber Alert system in place. And this now is essentially telling you, oh, we're going to have a different kind of alert it seems to indicate that there's a belief that there are people who would react differently based upon the race of the person who has been like kidnapped or is missing. 
what is the evidence or basis for that? You know, if, if someone finds out that a, you know, like a young child has been abducted, all good people. I mean, you know, the American people were all hoping. And, and if you know, we see anything, we'll say something. You know, no, no one sits there and says, well, I'm curious what the race is of the person who is missing or has been abducted. So- yeah, hey, this is crazy. And it, it just goes, and I think this ties in, honestly, with what we're seeing in the response to Israel. It's Identity politics destroys everything it touches. I mean, and, can I tell you, this yeah. is what it says. They say, quote, data shows that black and brown or indigenous brothers and sisters, when they go missing, there's very rarely the type of media attention, let alone Amber Alerts and police resources that we see with our white counterparts. Um, I mean... If if the problem is that there aren't Amber Alerts that are going out... Fix it. Fix that. Yeah. Right? But to change it to a different kind of alert, see... Right? I mean, if the system isn't working because they're not using the system properly, then fix that. Amen. Don't add some new component to the system that doesn't really do anything. It's very strange. It, 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 this is the problem with identity politics. At its root core. And this is, you know, look, the whole woke mind virus, which I think is is very real, is effectively rooted in identity politics. And the idea of identity politics is you, everybody out there listening, you, me, Buck, everybody, we're not responsible for what we do. Our identity defines everything. So you and I are white guys. We're responsible for everything that's ever gone wrong in the history of mankind, according to identity politics. Well, you are. And for sure. And me, certainly, I don't know. Certainly, my wife would agree with that. She's like, yeah, you know, I, I agree with all this idea. You do screw up everything, Clay. But, I mean, the, the reality that you should be judged not based on the choices that you make, but based on something that you didn't choose at all, your race and your gender, unless you're Pocahontas or, uh, you know, Leah Thomas, um, most of us don't choose what race and gender we are. And so the idea that that would define you to such an extent that you are either 100% guilty, right? There are young kids out there going to school who are like eight years old being told now, unfortunately, in school, hey, you're an oppressor. And you're like, I'm eight. <laughs> like, I don't even get to pick what I eat for dinner. I haven't oppressed anybody. Like, I feel sorry for some of these young kids out there that are being taught, Buck, in these contextual settings now, this identity politics mindset. Elementary school kids don't you have no power. You haven't done anything to anybody. Well, you know, if you make people feel guilty, you can control them. Yeah. And so guilt is a very powerful tool, and collective guilt is politically a very powerful tool. So this is why the whole DEI and and uh, you know affirmative action and all these different racially based preferences, ideologies, this whole system, this whole apparatus of treating people differently based upon skin color is inherently morally wrong, but also just creates even more confusion and creates more problems uh, than, than it ever solves. And and, the, and a perfect example is this notion of now we're going to have ebony alerts. Yeah. What other I colors mean, th- are coming, by the th- way? Th- right. But, but think about the <laughs> Yeah. Think about this for a second. So it, it, now if the ebony alert goes out there, people are going to go, oh, if I saw like a missing child in there you know, before, I wasn't really going to say anything. 
But if the ebony alert goes out, I'm really going to pay attention. It's bizarre. Yeah. I mean, it's also it's bizarre. It's also crazy. Right. And it would be racist if it were any other race. And when you start to get into the position of, well, it's not racist because this race. No, it's racist. I mean, you know, if, if a white person in California said we need a uh, I don't know, cracker alert. I don't even, I don't know what color like we need a white alert, you know, whatever phrase they want to use. Right. People would lose their mind. And if an Asian politician was like, you know, Asian people aren't being respected. I First of all, I think yeah. is it isn't a Hispanic alert or whatever. Like all these different colors alerts. It's almost like you should just have one alert for all yeah, people. We're all human beings, which is what we have, treated, you know, already. Same way. And but also you know, funny to me, Buck, that they're taking the color as if Amber, I believe Amber's a little girl. They're treating it as if it's a color and then doing the ebony alert. Right. I mean, I just this is so stupid. Yeah, it makes I, my head I'll, t- I'll tell you this, man. Also, you know, we don't often think about this. We don't often go back to it. But, you know, there was a period where uh, there was a period where there was this uh, push to get black and brown people the covid vaccine first. You remember that? Yeah, there I do was remember this, that. They, they, they actually were at one point. It kind of faded. But the Democrat left commies in this country were starting to say you know we really need to prioritize black and brown people to get the covid vaccine and that was that was actually crazy enough that most people you know beyond even just the people that like you know agree with conservatives or whatever said to themselves you guys are losing your minds here. like like something is really wrong here also you, you Buck, can't... remember black people didn't want to get the shot and they were to a large extent right Remember, like they were really upset. Like they were, they would blame. They'd be like, "Look at all these red states, this Trump area where people." And you're like, "Actually, you know, there's a lot of black people in inner city neighborhoods who are overlapping with Trump voters in this respect." Remember the great clip of Fauci in Southeast Washington D.C. and that guy on the porch like called him out. Was like, "I, I you know, like Fauci thought yeah. he was the hero Fauci's in that like, clip." But don't you trust the science? Don't you realize? You can get this shot in your arm and you'll be like super mad against the virus. The guy was like, nah, I yeah. don't, I don't, I'm not buying it. I Sorry. would pay a lot of money for that Travis Kelsey, Dr. Fauci versus RFK Jr. Aaron Rodgers debate. I mean, I think that Fauci and Kelsey would get slaughtered in that debate. I don't think it'd be very high level debate. I, mean, I, I don't know. Is, is this guy Kelsey? Uh, like I said, I think he just took the money. I think no, I, but I think that that would be important, right? Like if if you're arguing, hey, listen to me for my health advice, and then Travis Kelsey can barely spell cat if you spot him the C and the A, uh, is a famous line, by the way, from uh, that they used to make fun of Terry Bradshaw about. I think there'd be people out there like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have taken health advice from from Travis Kelsey, a you know, moderately intelligent at best tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I've I've always thought the the moment that well, there were many times when. They were really trying to just leverage celebrity. Like, if you want to leverage celebrity to sell blue jeans, fine. Yeah, right. To leverage celebrity to get people to take a therapeutic experimental vaccine or whatever, there's something weird about that. It's there's great. something a little struck me as a little strange about the way that they they approached all of that. So, you know. But anyway, I, I, the, the Ebony Alert thing is not. It's not going to change anything. It's just indicative of this mindset that now. We have to create all these different programs that cater to the obsession with intersectionality. You don't really hear a lot about intersectionality anymore. I feel like that's fallen out of favor as a term, but it's basically just the interlocking layers uh, and hierarchy of oppression based on identity group. Yeah, right. That's what. And that so there's all these groups. Some oppress others. 
And at the top of the oppression matrix is, of course, white people. White men. The white people are the most oppressive. So, you know, there's that. But then there's other groups, and there's some groups that are even more oppressed than other groups, so you have to prioritize those groups and, and so on. Like, you know, Asian Americans are, like, oppressed, but not as oppressed as, say, you know, um, Native Americans, right? Well, you know, there's, like, this whole thing that you look at. No, I mean, look, this is like that whole Mel Tucker story. Um, you know, white women evidently are more oppressed than black men because you're not allowed to question whether or not that woman's telling the truth to Mel Tucker in Michigan State. It is so funny like and ridiculous how the oppression Olympics, which is the way I describe it, determines what you're allowed to argue based on left-wing politics right now. Um, Travis Kelsey, I do think, is an imbecile. Um, and I think he would get the floor wiped Wait, with him. Wait, did you think he was an imbecile before he was a spokesman I for never, the vaccine? Yeah, though, I ne- yeah, no, I never thought he... I mean, I, it's not like I've spent any time with him, but I've never seen him interviewed and thought, you know, this guy probably has a really significant knowledge as it pertains to... Uh, I love the... Was it the pharmacrat, the word that uh, that uh, that Rogers uh, labeled him? Like, he didn't ever strike me as a deep thinker um, yeah. in any respect. I, I wouldn't want to argue with Aaron Rodgers. He seems uh, sharp and surly. <laughs> I think those are both accurate adjectives. And I think Aaron Rodgers is a fairly smart guy. And I think there are a lot of athletes who, when you tell them you have to put something in your body, that's how they make their living. They're going to be smarter on it. Travis Kelsey, not one of those people, I don't think. I think he'd get absolutely obliterated. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude people who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever join tunnel the towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes donate 11 dollars a month at t2t.org that's t the number two t.org pure talk the cell phone service my family relies on is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries as you plan your summer travel make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad unlimited talk text plenty of 5g data for just 20 dollars a month that's less than half the price of verizon at&t or t-mobile go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today that's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50 percent off your first month switch to pure talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.